0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness,
1: roughness.
0: here on Raider
1: Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond Cotton, your boy Q. And right now on the phone lines, pleased to have from CBS Sports, Cody Benjamin. You can find him on Twitter at Cody J. Benjamin. And Cody, welcome back to the show, my man. Happy New Year. And how excited are you for Week 18 NFL action?
2: Yeah, Q. Thanks for having me on. You know, I'm I'm bad at math, and so this whole you know the last couple <laughs> of weeks, it's like you're trying to calculate. Oh, wait a second, are we are we in week 17, 18? You're trying to figure 17th game. I mean, I'm just I wasn't made for math. I was just made for, for writing about football. But no, I'm excited. The playoffs are almost here. Um, it's a fun time in the NFL.
1: Yeah, no, it really is. And before we get into some Week 18 action, of course, i got to talk Raiders and Chargers. I want to get your thoughts on Antonio Brown and the situation going on with Tampa Bay. They officially released him today. He had some scenarios where he was putting out screenshots from Bruce Arians, accordingly, or uh, supposedly. Uh, All kind of drama going on with A.B. What do you think of that whole situation?
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny, I mean, because it feels like, you know, you mentioned the Raiders and Chargers game coming up, and, and you almost forget that he was on the Raiders because so much has happened since then. Um, and that there's always something, I guess, in the Antonio Brown saga. And, yeah, we've got, you know, conflicting uh, reports from, from both sides, I guess. You know, whether you, you want to buy into what Antonio Brown and his attorney are saying or what Bruce Arians is saying. Bruce Arians of the Buccaneers, obviously, uh, today will, will, you know, talk to reporters and, and try to pretty much end the story. I mean, he literally said he hopes this is, this is done after today. He said, you know, his his version of the event uh, was that, Antonio Brown never informed any medical staff about an injury, an ankle injury, during uh, or before the game that they played against the Jets. Antonio Brown, obviously, uh, he's been alleging that he left because the Bucs were trying to force him to play on an injured ankle. So Bruce Arians said that actually what happened was at halftime, Antonio Brown was upset with the amount of targets he was seeing. He thought he should be getting the ball more. And that led to the blow-up, and Bruce Arians told him to get out. At the end of the day, Antonio Brown is a free agent. He has um, a lot of baggage, a lot of things that, that need to be sorted out. Um, I, I, I wouldn't yet rule out, just because there are disputing reports here, I wouldn't yet rule out Antonio Brown playing again, but I don't think <laughs> it's going to be this season.
1: You know, I'm glad you said that, Cody, because I was just about to ask you, well, what's next for Antonio Brown? Because you feel like, right, that's a death nail. Okay, he's a done deal. But then you also realize that he's a talented dude when he's on the field. And we all know how it is in the league. If you're a talented person and you can help a team win, especially now, you know, playoff time, there, there could be a spot for you. Even someone as, as, you know, disruptive as Antonio Brown.
2: Yeah. And I mean, obviously he, he hasn't been in, in any legal trouble necessarily since he, you know, kind of the buccaneers obviously teams uh, have for years now had to to kind of weigh the off-field issues with him uh with the on-field production and, and it is apparent that he can still start and be productive at there um but no I, I don't see him playing again this year i mean because uh first of all because of what just transpired but also because of the injury i mean if he's mm-hmm. alleging that this this injury to his ankle and and You know, the surgery that it requires, if it's that serious, then he won't be suiting up, and nor should he before 2022. But we'll find out how desperately teams uh, want wide receiver help next year.
1: Right. You know, we will, we will. And I, I cannot wait to have that conversation if, and when that does happen again, we're talking with Cody Benjamin from CBS sports here on unnecessary roughness Raider nation, radio nine twenty. So Raiders chargers, Sunday night football week 18, you win and you get in last game of the regular season. Does the drama get any more exciting than that? Cody?
2: No, I mean, it's a, it's a playoff game, right? I mean, it's a, it's a play in playoff, whatever you want to say. I mean, right. it's, the playoffs have started already for those teams, and so, you know, uh, obviously the Colts and Jaguars game has implications on the rest of the AFC playoff picture, but, you know, uh, Vegas and Los Angeles, this is still important. They're not going to take the week off preparing. uh, You know, this is is all in, and so I think really it's a chance for this current Raiders regime to to really, I mean, uh, inform what they do in the offseason. Now, I don't think that, you know, I, I think that you could make the case that they should be kind of hitting the reset button in some areas, regardless of what happens. But, you know, let's say you're Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your future right now, your contract, it's very, you're very expendable. Um, and that doesn't mean that the Raiders would have an easy time finding a, a clear upgrade over Derek Carr this off season. But there's going to be veteran quarterbacks that are on the move. Derek Carr could certainly be one of them, especially if you're bringing in a new coach. You're kind of restarting things up top. And so if you're Derek Carr, you go out there and beat Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and and maybe you you surprise in the playoffs a little bit. I mean, we're talking about a whole different perspective possibly, even if you do bring in a new coach. And obviously the coaching staff has a chance to, you know, Rich Passaccia, I think, uh, for for a little while now, it's been kind of a foregone conclusion among some people around the league that, you know, the Raiders are are going to replace him. But if you go to the playoffs and maybe you you steal a game or two, I mean, That changes the entire conversation.
1: No, it really does. I mean, it's hard to tell a guy no when uh, he's, he's got a lot of success for you. And, and, Cody, that's where I wanted to go. I mean, the the Raiders, regardless how this thing ends, they're at nine wins right now. So it already says that they're having a winning season. But if they get to ten wins with a win on Sunday night against the Chargers, and that's a if, they got to go out there and get it done. But if they get to ten wins and get into the playoffs with everything that's going on this year, what would that just tell you about the team, head coach Rich Basaccia, the organization? Just what would you think of the, the Raiders a, as a whole?
2: Well, I think it would tell you that um, no matter what the smart plan is in the off season, and that might be, um, it might not involve Derek Carr, it might not involve Rich Versace, No matter what happens and what the smart plan is for 2022, if they get to 10 wins and they get in the playoffs, this current setup, whether they're together again next year or not, they deserve a lot more props um, than I think they're even getting right now. Because, like you said, um, I mean, so much has happened this year. You're talking about the John Gruden resignation, the, you know, off-field incidents with, with certain players, uh, the injuries that they've dealt with. I mean, the Henry Rugg situation, there's so many things that have come about and basically told the Raiders to quit and say, you know, this is not your year. And yet, and Derek Carr, you know, starting out in, in really in the MVP race early this season, really dropped off of that, and yet now here they are with a chance to be in the dance at the end of the year. So I think they deserve props no matter how it ends.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It really is. I mean, it's been a fun conversation to have around here just just because of, well, again, no one, including myself, thought that they were going to be in this position come week 18. So I got to put you on the spot. You got Justin Herbert. You got Derek Carr. AFC West Division, you know, competition right here. They obviously rivals. Uh, What
2: quarterback gives you the best feeling going into this game, Herbert or Carr? That, now that's not the question I expected you to ask. I thought you were going to ask me which team I thought I was going to win. But if you're asking me which quarterback gives me more comfort in this game, I mean my answer, pretty quickly, is Justin Herbert, just because um, the talent. I mean I I know that you know Justin Herbert hasn't been perfect this year. He's had a couple games where he's made actually some backbreaking mistakes. Chargers or Herbert have kind of let each other down. Um, you know Derek Carr has 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 gone cold uh, late in the season for several years but he's obviously got a chance to to really put the Raiders in, in in the mix here. I you know if I'm looking at this game, my head tells me to go Chargers and this isn't just because I'm on the show with you, but my heart tells me the Raiders and I and I don't I don't want to put false hope in your right. you know it's going to be a a tough game no matter what but The way the Raiders, they just seem to, as soon as you count them out and say, no, like this, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, the Chargers are going to build for this. It just feels exactly like the kind of game that the Raiders could steal.
1: No, and you're right, and that's the thing about it. I think a lot of people say the same thing. You know, their brain says, okay, the Chargers are going to win this game, but with everything that the Raiders have done currently on a three-game winning streak, it makes sense that this would be a game that they go and maybe even steal at the end at home. I mean, it's just kind of the makeup and the DNA of this team that we've seen on this current three-game winning streak.
2: Yeah, and we've seen some toughness from the Raiders the last few weeks, too. I mean, Josh Jacobs, you want him fully healthy, but um, they've, they've kind of gone back a little bit to that, at least, you know, a couple weeks ago. Josh Jacobs really, really had a nice day. Um, just kind of that grind it out, um, you know, that's, and that's, that's the recipe for playoff football, too. I mean, that, that more tough nose, you know, control the ball approach. And so, um, and, and if their car and Deshaun Jackson, you know, can get that big play, you know, going as well, I mean, the Chargers defense has given up a lot of big plays this year. I mean, even though Brandon Staley, a defensive mind, and you know, a lot of hype there this year with some of the pieces they have, they've been vulnerable. Obviously the Raiders have too, but I think it's, it, it is a more even matchup than, than probably even people are giving it credit for.
1: Talking all things NFL right now, but Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. I want to get your thoughts on Wild Card Weekend, and there's going to be a Monday Night Football game January seventeenth. That's a Monday Night Football game. How do you feel about a playoff game being on Monday Night Football? That prime time action. Do you like that, or do you rather it just be the weekend?
2: I mean, it, it doesn't affect me quite as much because I'm obviously I'm not the one suiting up for these games, and <laughs> I mean the ratings. You know, the ratings, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, it's about extending, you know, we've seen over the years the NFL has expanded from being a, a Sunday enterprise into a every other day of the week enterprise, you know, Thursday night football, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, heck, this year we even had Tuesday night football, um, you know, not intentionally, but I, I, this is all about expanding uh, the market for a wild card weekend, and, and from that angle, sure, it'll be fine to have a fun, a Monday night game, but... Um, and actually, if you sort it out, you know, there is a way that even though it'll shorten the week uh, between playoff games, there's a way that it will still, over the long run, um, give some teams some extra rest. But I mean, I'm, I'm indifferent about it. I think the players would probably prefer just to, to keep it, you know, uh, more of a tight weekend there.
1: What are your thoughts on the potential for the Super Bowl this year? I mean, I know there's been a lot of rumblings about, you know, everything going on with COVID-related. And, of course, California, the Super Bowl is supposed to be in in L.A. Uh, We've been getting our credentials uh, approved for the Super Bowl, but we don't know what Radio Row is going to look like. So uh, how do you feel that the the, NFL is going to try to navigate the water, especially with, like, Radio Row this year? for the Super Bowl, do you think that they're going to have a a radio role like they normally do, or do you think it's going to be kind of makeshift like it was last season where it's a lot of Zoom calls and just some roundtables where a few people were gathered?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, and that'd be probably the ideal thing. I mean, you've seen the NFL react pretty quickly uh, in terms of adjusted COVID protocols for their own players and staff members over the last uh, couple weeks you know, with the uh, with the variant, the, the more contagious variant going around, and potentially being you know less less dangerous to people, even players, you know it's, it's it's easier now for them to test positive for COVID, get back in action playing a football game. Same goes for staff members, and so, I mean, I don't think it's going to be you know a free for all uh, radio row right. or at the Super Bowl, but I I think that it will be a step up from having everything uh, virtually. So I think you you see something a little bit in the middle there um and and you know what it, i'm looking forward to see, i mean you said you get your credentials already
1: well yeah they just get they just sent it like two days ago they sent it and said hey, you guys are approved for this amount of credentials now you can go ahead and try to make some plans of of where you can stay and all that and it's very late in the process so i'm not even guaranteeing that we're gonna make it but i do know yeah. that we got the plastic we got the credential to be there
2: <laughs> okay good i was gonna say i can't wait like i, I can't wait to hear the show from from Radio Rowan, I mean, I can't wait to hear the extravagant interviews that you're going to have lined up and everything.
1: Oh well, you know us, man. You know we're going to go for home run hitters. You know what I mean? And <laughs> we'll have you leading off. We got to have you leading off, but we're going to have go. to we're going to have to bring in some heavy hitters as well. And and Cody, before we let you go, my man, my man, Devon here had a question. Uh, something that he was real interested. He wanted to ask you about.
3: Yeah, Cody, you were reporting about the Clint Portis case and how he's actually now earlier today you reported that he is going to receive jail time for trying to defraud the NFL's. Healthcare benefit program. Can you answer to why Clinton Portis received time, but other like fellow players, um, Carlos Rogers, Joe Horn did not receive any jail time?
2: Yeah. So all I can really tell you, uh, I mean, it's it's not. I'm not the judge giving out that time, and so it's not <laughs> you know my opinion. But I can tell you that the the prosecutors, the federal prosecutors, um, before the sentencing occurred, uh, Clinton Portis's party and the federal prosecutors each submitted. Uh, a memorandum, basically, to the, the judge, basically recommending what they think the punishment should be. And Clinton Portis, for no jail time, because like you said, there were a bunch of other former players, Carlos Rogers, Joe Horn, Antoine Odom, who were, were penalized but not uh, given jail time, and so he argued he should be in that same category. The prosecutors on the other hand said that Clinton Portis had uh, multiple opportunities to disclose his role, and one of, those, one of the key points there was um, that the FBI was in contact with Clinton Portis, and he chose not to make a statement. He also went to trial and said he had no involvement, and only after that trial did he admit uh, that he had involvement. And mm-hmm. so those are, those are, the, I guess, the semantics there of why that happened. Now, the prosecutors were seeking the high end of jail time uh, that was recommended for him, which would have been 10 to 16 months in prison. They ended up giving him six months. So that's lower. Obviously, uh, it's still six months in federal prison, followed by six months of home detention. But that's, that's my understanding from why that, that went that way.
3: All right, Cody, and nobody in the business segues better than me. What'd you think about Spider-Man? Did it change your life or no? <laughs> what?
2: what are you doing here? What are we doing? You to, yeah, you ought to cut that and show that, like, I mean, if if you want to, like, explain how good you are for radio, I mean, just go from the Clinton board to, then think of that. But no, uh, Spider-Man, I mean, look, I could nitpick on here about, you know, why I think the Marvel framework, uh, holds Spider-Man back just a little bit because he's always tied to these bigger, better characters. You know, the, the Peter Parker that I grew up with, you know, he was a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He took care of delivering pizzas and things like that, not saving the universe from a, you know, global catastrophe. But if you watch Spider-Man, no way home and you don't have fun, I mean I'm not sure what to tell you. It was a it was a fun movie, fun experience. I mean it's the example of a, a movie you go out and you get popcorn and candy and you just sit back and enjoy it.
1: And Cassie Soto's coming up next. <laughs> I mean that's that's <laughs> Cassie was not a big fan. I'll just let you in. Cassie was not a big what? fan of the Spider-Man movie at all.
2: Okay, well, now? is she a Spider-Man fan and she just didn't like this one, or, or what are we talking about? Well, she actually said
1: that her fiancé is kind of a nerd and that uh, that's that the, <laughs> the, the Spider-Man thing Maybe is... Maybe he
2: ruined it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she said it's his thing, not really her thing. She didn't like that people were clapping in the theater. There was a lot of things oh. that Cassie didn't like.
2: Yeah, well, I could see where it gets a little obnoxious. We weren't in a theater where there was, like, you know, people throwing their candy in the air to celebrate people showing up <laughs> in the movie, but... I could see why that's a little obnoxious. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a little overboard for it, just the, the nerd and, and all that stuff.
1: Well, I'll say this, not to mention the guy that sat next to her, not her fiancé, but another guy, uh, took his, his shoes off, so uh, he was also sitting
2: there very comfortable. I mean, dude, uh, there should be protocols for that, I would think. <laughs> I
1: would think so, too. I mean, I mean, look, we're living in a different world these days, man. You don't just kick off your shoes and kick it, you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah. That's sounds unbelievable. To me like, yeah, sounds to me like the circumstances of her movie were, were worse than the actual movie, but, you know, I don't know.
1: I don't either. I haven't seen the movie, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I don't even know what Spider-Man version we're on right now. At some point, I'll catch up, but... Uh, I have not done so yet, so I, I apologize to both of you guys. Who Damon is very pro Spider-Man. He's so excited right now that you are engaging in this conversation with him, and, <laughs> and that we actually and continue to talk about it here on the show as long as we are. He's loving every second of this. He really is. He's like the hell with sports. Let's talk about Spider-Man. <laughs>
2: Well, listen, like I said, I think I told you before, if you want to do a little spinoff segment, we do a little like uh, DeMond's Popcorn Corner or something like that, I'd I'd be happy.
1: Well, I'll tell you, DeMond's Popcorn Corner would be a very small corner. So, uh, yeah, we we don't have to worry about doing <laughs> that. But, uh, Cody, fantastic stuff as always, man. What do you got coming out on CBS Sports that uh, folks should be on the lookout for?
2: Yeah, we're turning out. I mean, with the playoff starting, we'll be having updated playoff picture stuff and ranking the the Super Bowl contenders. But, you know, we're also looking ahead to the offseason. Just this past week, we had a look at some some potential landing spots for Baker Mayfield in the event that the Browns try to upgrade there. So just keep your eyes peeled on, uh, you know, cbssports.com, and we'll have some some more stuff coming up this week. There you go,
1: Cody Benjamin, CBS Sports, on Twitter at CodyJBenjamin. Hey, thank you so much, my man. Again, Happy New Year. We appreciate you. It's always fun to catch up with you, and uh, we look forward to talking to you during the playoffs.
2: All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. There he goes. Great dude right there. Cody Benjamin does a fantastic job for CBS Sports. And there's always somebody, Damon, who's going to find a way, Mm -hmm. who's going to find a way to take it somewhere else. You're either going to take it to the wrestling ring. You're going to take it to the the movie theater. You're going to take it to the corner store. I don't know. There's always somebody. We couldn't
3: finish off with jail time, bum the people out. Well, you
1: brought up jail time. (laughs) You brought that up, too. That wasn't me. (laughs) You talk about mascots one day. You're talking about jail time the next day. You're talking about meat markets another time. You're talking about corner stores. you just, I mean, I don't know. Those notice- last two are definitely you. I don't understand what you're talking about. Those last two are you. I don't know what you're talking about at all. I do know. This is Unnecessary Roughness. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Lester Hayes joining us now. With- That's why Q, of course, our team kept
4: winning kept winning, Q, because of our training. you got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain.
1: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness.
3: Roughness.
1: Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. 325 is the time. Many thanks to Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports. Join us in the last segment. Talked all things NFL and Somehow, DeMond derailed us and went Spider-Man and corner stores and all that other good stuff at the same time. But, DeMond, you just keep doing what you do.
3: Man, I mean, I'm, I bet people are loving it. You know, go ahead and tweet at me. Tweet at the station. Tweet at Q. You know, DeM- or text us on the text line. Well, I'm glad Call you said in. that.
1: 69187, keyword r and I got a text says, Sorry, Q, but you got to love yourself some DeMond. Imagine a long road trip with him. That's from Raider Richie from Arizona. Oh, yeah. Raider Richie. Got one. I don't know what the hell I would do if I was on a road, a long road trip with you. We can play some games. How? One of us got to drive, dummy. Well, you know, like the game where it's just like,
3: uh, I see, you know, I like looking at license plates. Yeah. What that cloud look like to you?
1: I gotta pay attention to the road.
3: You can, you can look up at the cloud real quick. Hey, man, I'm paying attention <laughs> to the road. You drove out. You drove from here to Texas. Texas to here. You didn't look at not one cloud.
1: No, man. I was focused. I was focused. That was a long drive, brother. That was 18 hours. That was a long, long drive. And let me tell you. I drove from Texas all the way to Albuquerque, slept overnight, got back in the car and rode the rest of the way. That's you and me Super Bowl road trip. Let's do it. No, let's not. <laughs> I don't know. One of us ain't gonna make it there alive. <laughs> we don't need to fly. Come on. <laughs> 702-365-9200. three six five nine two hundred. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, Doc?
4: Hey, Damon and Q, my cutties. Thank you for taking my call. What's up, man? I'm gonna start off by saying that hey, I'm I you know, I love me some Damon too. just light. <laughs> I'm gonna just have to say though, Damon. Have you seen a picture of Divine Diablo? I think y'all got the same Dennis, man, and the same as Y'all look the same. I thought it was you on the field for a second.
1: Don't tell them that. Don't gas them up like that, please. Oh.
4: <laughs> they got the same arms, I guess. But I'm just going to say, I think the narrative, if, Carr, if we win this game, by the national media, the talking heads, they're all going to say the same thing, that they all knew that Carr had the potential, that the only thing holding Carr back was this team, Lack of defense, lack of offensive line, la-da-da-da-da. Da, da, da. We all know they didn't believe in the Raiders from the beginning, and half of them was hoping we would fail. I know the narrative in the in the Raider Nation is that we've known you had the potential, and now we're seeing it get done. What the Mayock say, potential just means you ain't done Jack yet, you know? Right. But we're trying to see it. That's the narrative I want, that we're we're getting it done now, you know? And as far as our story where homie was trying to convince his wife, man, I looked my my lady in her eyes and I told her, we can make it happen. It's the last game of the season. She looked me deep into my soul and said, it ain't going to happen. Let it go. (laughs) So I'm right here. I'm just going to go to the bar with the Raider Nation I found here in Fargo instead. Tail between my legs. You know, she's the boss around this. Around this piece, yeah, you know, I'm already Thank knowing, Doc. you, guys that. For taking my call.
1: Appreciate you, man, and I already know. Believe me, I already know. I I talk a tough game here on the radio, but let me get to the house. I already know. I know who's in charge. I absolutely know who's in charge, and uh, it's so funny, man. I I just I can't help but to laugh because I do. I try to I try to convince the wife to buy things that that we don't really need all the time. I try to get her to spend money all the time, extra money. And, again, she is about as cheap as it comes, man. And she uh, she always is like, no, we don't need this. We don't need this. When I got my car, she said, why don't you just get a Tahoe? It's the same thing but cheaper. <laughs> I said, I don't want no Tahoe. You drive a Tahoe. She said, I got a Nissan. I don't, you know, I just need a car that gets me from A to B. You got to be all fancy about it. And I said, that's my mama's fault. That I am my mother's son. That is the problem. That is my mama's fault. So, uh, just a second, we're going to get to Cassie Soto. But I did throw out the question on the Raider Nation listener line, of course, the Sam and Ash text line as well, six nine one eight seven, asking if Derek Carr wins this game on Sunday, what will the narrative be on Monday? And the reason I I wanted to bring that question back up real quick is because we did get a we did get a a, a response on the text line that said I honestly don't know what the narrative is going to be, but I would like to hear Cassie Soto's opinion on it, considering she works for the RJ. I'm not really sure exactly what that means. But we're going to hear from Cassie Soto right now. She joins us on the phone lines. And, Cassie, you heard the question, if Derek Carr gets game number 10, win number 10 for the Raiders, he leads them to victory on Sunday night, what do you think the narrative will be for D.C. and the Raiders on Monday?
5: Are we saying this because some of my coworkers have said he's
1: out? Oh, is that that what – okay, maybe that's what it's from. I don't know. That's why I was wondering. I was like, I don't know what, what that even meant. But okay.
5: Yeah. So I'm on the video side of things, so we'll start with that. But on the <laughs> print side, we will say that uh, at one point, maybe before the team got here, there may or may not have been a guy named Tom Brady in a Raiders uniform.
1: Oh. Uh, so I-
5: think people are still holding on to that
1: okay I got it I got it now I I was wondering I had no idea exactly where we were going with that but okay I'm glad that you cleared that up so
5: I'm thinking that's where that's coming from
1: okay well that'll that'll um that'll make a lot more sense so let me <laughs> let me just ask you then, straight up if he does win that game what do you think we'll be talking about uh, you know if he does lead him to victory what do you think that conversation will be like on Monday
5: Q I think it's kind of the same boat here with Rich Basaccia right okay. if this team makes it to a playoff game after everything that they've gone through after all the changes that they've been through and to 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 have done this under a leader in his first time ever as a head coach like these guys get consideration again to mm-hmm. again to everything that they've gone through and to get to this point like you i don't think we can come in here saying Oh yeah this is all great but should Derek Carr be the quarterback this and that no that won't be the narrative it'll be great how do they win the next one how do they not just one and done this right so I think I think we'll hold off there on i putting any other quarterbacks in a, in a silver and black uniform on the paper <laughs> that's for sure
1: <laughs> nice I like it I like it. great answer right there we're talking with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920 so last week I asked you about the excitement level level if there was a week 18 game that was win and get in well here we are so what do you think the excitement level is going to be, especially for Raider Nation, that it's going to be at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday night.
5: Q, it's so funny. I, right before you called, I'm working on a, like a hype video, sort of, for our Vegas Nation Game Day show. Nice. And I'm putting um, sound bites from Derek Carr and Yannick Ngakwe saying, like, oh, this is what games, like, this is where the games are made and what history remembers. And I'm putting fans in the stand, I'm putting like hype music in this, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of pumping myself up here for this game, Mm -hmm. and just in 20 seconds worth here of this video I'm working on, so I think it goes back to, I feel like it could top Monday Night Football home opener. I don't know why, I just have a feeling that because of how meaningful this game is, like people, and I'm sure people have hit you up, like people are coming out of the woodworks to come to this game. People are asking me, like, hey, Cass, you got... I'll work for the paper. Can y'all relax? Like, no, right. I don't have a plug. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, people, I feel, are so excited because just how much is on the line. And, and it's funny asking the players. Um, I asked Max Crosby even today, like, the type of show that they want to put on for the fans that are paying, again, their hard-earned money to be in this in this stadium and to watch this game. And they're going to go out there. And, and I feel put on one of the best shows that we'll see all season long again, because they know how much is writing on this. And and I'm so excited. I'm ready to get there like five hours early on Sunday and just take it all in for sure before we have to before we
1: got to sit down and be quiet in the press box right before we actually have to work or we have to you know look (laughs) responsible we can actually just have a little bit of fun and uh, i'm sure you got the press release from the raiders earlier about all the madden activities that are going to be going on and and the madden family lighting the al davis torch i mean that in itself right there i think is going to fire the crowd up just with everything going on around the stadium and of course in the stadium with the lighting of the torch what are your thoughts on on how the raiders are, are closing this thing out
5: Absolutely. I mean, just how how fitting, right? The last game of the season meaning so much to honor a Super Bowl winning head coach for this organization, to have his family there to have the uh, the Madden Cruiser, I think is going to yep. be available for fans to go see um, I think one of his broadcast jackets so to really just to take the the just the, the legend that he was and make it available for fans. Obviously, we know how much he meant to the organization but i'm sure he meant a whole heck of a lot to fans and for them to kind of just memorialize him and honor him again and again that means so much i think it all kind of ties together and again the storybook ending to all of this and sunday would be if the raiders get that win on sunday
1: right exactly i gotta ask you are you gonna do the tour tomorrow at the facility of the madden cruiser or are you waiting till sunday
5: I think I'm gonna wait. I know Heidi Fang is going out there though, and she's gonna do some good video for us that we'll have online for everybody to check out. If you're not able, because I think it's only for ticketed fans,
0: right? Right, that yeah. That are able
5: to see that, yeah. Mm-mm. So okay. Heidi Fang, will, I'll be out there for us and get the. Get the video. Everything you
1: need to see about it. Okay, I'm going <laughs> I'm a look for her. So i can a photo bomber. I got to get in a couple there of those videos. You know, hey man, look. It's very rare that your boy gets on camera. So I gotta. I gotta find a way to do that. Get in camera. So this- I'll, I'll have to photo bomber. <laughs>
5: there you go, tell her, tell her to get you on camera. Do a quick interview about it, real quick. Get your. Get your 15 seconds. Here.
1: That's what I'm talking about, man. Someone's got to give me a little bit of love around here. You know, I've been, been working too hard, man. I got to get a little bit of love around here. Demons- but just title it "Local Man." <laughs> <laughs> local dude <laughs> nice talking right now with local cassie man
5: takes madden cruiser on a joyride
1: there you go there you go that'd be a hell of a headline right jeez that would be my luck. That would just be my luck. Oh man, I don't even want to. Don't even start that rumor. I can only imagine how the how the scenario in the press box would go if that happened. Oh man, Cube was responsible when when for. Yeah, exactly, man. I'll never get in line for some tacos or whatever's in there, whatever food they have. They won't let me get in that line if uh, if that happens. So yeah, I better stay on my my best behavior. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. What what have you thought about Zay Jones, especially the last game, having eight catches over 100. Yards. He really looks like to me he's starting to come into his own and the Raiders are really understanding how to use him even more. What are you seeing from Zay lately?
5: I feel like his progression since the Browns game since Derek Carr told us that he pulled him to the sidelines and said, hey, you're going to help us win this game that he has just helped take this team and put it on his back and, and now help lead them. To this, I think between him and Hunter Renfro, they combined for over half of the total yards mm-hmm. um, in, in the Colts game. And so, yeah, I think for him, obviously, his first time ever in his career reaching that 100-receiving um, yard mark, I think all of the off-season practices that he and Derek Carr had were finally starting to see pay off. Again, that trust that they've been able to build and him becoming a, a reliable target, especially downfield for Derek Carr, we're seeing it time and time again, and I hope we see it again on Sunday. I don't know about you, too. I'm hoping this is just, like, gunslingers back and forth. Like, <laughs> I just want to see this ball go downfield, play and play again. Um, obviously, doing it very cautiously. We know Derek Carr can be hit or miss there a little bit sometimes, especially we saw in the Colts game. He takes some chances. But I think between the receivers that he has and, again, this defense stepping up big now mm-hmm. for the Raiders and coming in and helping win these, win these kinds of games – um, yeah, I think with Darren Waller out, Zay Jones has had the ability to prove the type of talents that he has. And again, we're seeing that time and time again.
1: How much will Darren Waller help if he's able to get out there? Because he won't be 100% regardless. I yeah. mean He's not going to be in mid-season form if he does get out there. How much do you think he'll help open things up, though, even if he's, say, like 60% out there?
5: Yeah, I was just going to say, even a 50 or 60% Darren Waller is something that the Chargers have to account for. Right? They, they have to know where he is at all times. Even if he's out there just being some sort of a decoy sort of thing, you have to account for Darren Waller because we know he can take off. And so, yeah, I think he'll be a huge factor. I, I mean, I shouldn't say huge factor, but right. he will play some sort of a role. Um, but as you said, I, it really just depends on how far um, he would, he's been able to uh, progress in practice. We know he got back on the field on Wednesday, but Rich Basaccio wants to see a little bit more. I think maybe we'll get a little bit more of an update on his progress on Friday. And I don't know if you saw it too. I think he posted on Instagram. I know you're not on the gram. Nah. But he posted like COVID the week that he got COVID. Like it was kicking his butt. Mm-hmm. And he was he like posted a picture of all of the medicines and all of like the remedies he was sort of on. And we heard from Denzel Perryman right. in the last game that he had to take some time. You know, he was a little bit slower getting up and, and is breathing. So that's a whole other factor, not only the injury that Darren Waller um, has been working out, but now coming back from COVID, will his lungs be all right? Will he be able to make big runs? Or he'll make one run and then have to come off the, to the sidelines because he can't breathe and he'll need to catch right. his breath. So. Yeah, it's a lot of question marks there with Darren Waller,
1: for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And I thought Denzel Perriman did a good job of, of saying after the last game, you know, how serious it was for him and how much yeah. he had to deal with, because a lot of people just think, oh, these guys are athletes. They're they're in great shape. They have no problems. But Perriman was going through it. You know, he really went yeah. through it. So I thought that that was really big. Well, how much, and I only got a couple more questions for you, how much uh, do, does Josh Jacobs in that run game have to get going for the Raiders to win this one on Sunday?
5: I think big time. I think big time. It was just over 60, right, in the Colts game. Just over 60 yards coming off of his first 100-yard game. I think he definitely has to be up there in the 80s, 90s or so at least. It'd be great to see him break 100 again um, this season for the second time this season. But I just don't know how fully healthy he is, too. He said... Uh, like at the halfway point in the season, that he felt great and he felt amazing because he was able to switch off time. He and Kenyon and Drake, we know Kenyon Drake went down. So I don't, I just, I really don't know. And the ribs are funny, right? Because if, if it's aggravating you there and you get hit once or twice, like I stub my toe and I'm in pain. <laughs> so I can only imagine. If your ribs aren't feeling 100%, you take a couple hits and we it's, it's hard to see. And, and again, we saw in the Colts game where he did have to come off the sidelines again. It took him a little bit longer to get back into the game. And granted, he was able to do it and create some plays. I think the Raiders will need him big time. But again, it all just goes back to the health. And in week 18... We know everybody's not 100% here.
1: Right, exactly. And, Cassie, before we let you go, i got to ask you, the Raiders win Sunday night, Sunday night football, probably get out of the stadium, fans will get out of the stadium, I don't know, 11-ish, maybe almost close to midnight. How electric is the strip after the game in a Raiders victory?
5: I think so. If it, fans are getting out at 11, that probably means I'm getting out around like 2 or 3 in the morning. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we'll see at that point if if the, if the party's still rocking i might have to yeah make my way to las vegas boulevard i just think that this city the way that they can rally around a round of team we've seen it again with the, or before with the golden knights and obviously the raiders now coming in as a transplant team and and trying to get everybody to love them um i feel like this would be a great opportunity for them to capitalize on a winning culture and just how much fans do enjoy winning so I think it'll be great. I think it, it'll be definitely a good time. The Hacienda Bridge will be popping. The, mm-hmm. the Mandalay Bay is right there. The Luxor, they have a big, like, beer garden, I think. I think it'll be a great, great time for sure. And then, Q, I'm pretty sure there's a the, – and I we need to fact check this. I know Mick Akers of the Las Vegas Review Journal wrote about it once. But in the Win nightclub, mm-hmm. I think it, there's always an after party, and anybody with a ticket can go into the after party. Really? Yes, because remember, like, I don't know if you paid attention or how, like, long after you leave the stadium, but I'm obviously there, like, two or three hours after the game. Right. I think there's an hour-long after-party in the Win nightclub, hmm. and anyone with a ticket can go in there 21 and over, obviously. Um, but you can go in there and hang out in the nightclub.
1: Wow.
3: I've seen yeah. those people, too. Like, really? It's funny you say that because I always look over, and I'm like, why are
1: people still down? No, the game's over. I saw one advertisement, yeah. but I didn't see it consistently. And okay. that makes sense. Might have to go down.
5: Hmm. Yeah. So we'll need a fact check. Go to LVRJ.com real quick and type in win nightclub. And I'm pretty sure, Mickey, don't take my word for it yet, but double check, fact check for me, everybody listening. I'm pretty sure fans can go in up to an hour after the game and party in the win nightclub. So if that's the case you know that nightclub will be popping. We'll be able to hear it from the press box
1: for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I, and, and look, that's how you know Cassie's a pro. Not only did she get the information in, but then she also got the website plug in, made sure everyone went to it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, <laughs> you, you need to get a raise for that one. That was a great little uh, segue. That was everything. That was exactly, that's technique right there. So I could appreciate Say that.
5: Say letter for my bosses in the back real quick. <laughs> right,
1: exactly, exactly. got to send that audio over so they can hear that, you know? So that was, that was fantastic. Well, Cassie, we do appreciate you as always. What uh, what do you have coming out? I know Vegas Nation, I know you got the hype video coming out and everything, but what else you got coming out that Raider fans should be on the lookout out for?
5: Yeah, I know for sure. I'm, I'm, this is going to be a big project. So we we put this show out every Friday at 730. And then for fans who are on their phone or who aren't able to make it to the game, we go live 90 minutes before the game. So I think it'll be about 350 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we'll have some special fan interviews there again Just hype video after hype video trying to get everybody pumped. And you can catch that at VegasNation.com. Everything's there. So, yeah, so Friday around 730 and then Sunday around 3.50 p.m. Join us and we'll bring you everything you need to know leading up to, to Sunday Night Football.
1: Nice. I like it. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for your time as always. We appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on Sunday in the Press Box.
5: Thank you, guys. Appreciate
1: it. All right, there she goes. Cassie Soto, the professional professional right there uh, from the RJ, uh, does a fantastic job. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto and get all her work and everyone else uh, that does great work over there at the RJ, real good partners of ours here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, DeMond, she mentioned the club, right? She mentioned the Win Club. She did. She talked about getting into the club. I ain't ever been to the club. Oh, I've been in once.
3: Oh, have you? You know what? Y'all mentioned this too. Were you a bouncer of the club?
1: <laughs> no, like
3: I had a. Fr- <laughs> I even had a friend today. He's going to the game. It's just like, hey, can you get me and MJ into the into the field club like into the win club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, first off, who's MJ? <laughs> and this is like, no, like, oh, like I just got the juice around that around the stadium. Just be like, hey. They ain't got,
1: yo, so just let my man's in. Yeah, yeah, man. They're good. They're good. They with me. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, you got the pool like that. I heard that. Well, you know what? You don't need DeMond's hookup. You don't need my hookup. Call number nine. That's the hookup that we're going to try to give you right now. We're trying to get you in to win. We're going to try registered for tickets to the game on, on Sunday, get your tickets and passes to the Win Club, plus get you in to win this autographed Max Crosby jersey, caller number 9, it's simple as that 702-365-9200 getting you in to win right now on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness.
3: Unnecessary roughness
1: here on Raider Nation Radio 920 so I'm going to have to kick you, you know what today, here's your boy Q Well, Cassie Soto stays on her A game absolute A game true professional she just talked about the win field club experience how anyone with a ticket to the game can attend the after party and she said that we needed to go fact check just to make sure she was not wrong but she went and did the fact checking herself and retweeted it towards us she said if you heard me right now on Red Nation Radio 920 I just now I just fact check myself and I was right Any fan with a ticket to the game can attend the after party provided the club hasn't reached its capacity. And uh, Mick Akers, our good friend also at the review journal, uh, put out that story. So cool. Then we also heard from, uh, from Fabian as well. And let us know that uh, you can also go to where else did he say the, uh, the Twitch lounge or the Modelo club. So clearly you have options, but I've never, I've never done it. I've uh, always, I go to the front of the press box to the media session uh, home <laughs> and that's it after after the media sessions are over and that's usually about you know 30 45 minutes after the after the game is over then I uh, I head to the house and start some other work projects that I have so I've uh, never had that opportunity to stick around and hang out at the club uh, that's going to be a, a, a late night game so I don't imagine myself hanging out any longer but hey you never know you never know how it's all going to shake out so uh, very cool Cassie to go ahead and, and make sure that we had the exact information so we do appreciate her I uh, got a couple texts that I want to get to before I wrap up today's show and pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle with uh, Lincoln Kennedy. They're going to close out the, the next couple days of this week and just really get, get everything cooking for the weekend. But I want to hit up the, uh, the Ash text line real quick, 69187, keyword R&R. And here's a good question. What will the narrative be? And this is, and this is I mean, I started it when I was asking about what the narrative will be if Derek Carr leads the Raiders to victory. But this text says, what will the narrative be if Derek Carr has a big game 300-plus yards, two to three touchdowns, and they lose. Well, I wish I had all the answers. I don't. I know that that'll, be, that'll spark a hell of a conversation. <laughs> it'll probably spark a hell of a debate. But it, it'll be some kind of conversation. That's for sure. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't know exactly what the narrative will be. I'm sure it'll be something similar to what we're kind of used to now. Is he, is he isn't he? What do they do? What do they don't do? You know, I think it'll be around those lines. But again, for some reason, and this is just me just being brutally honest with you, my gut feeling tells me that the Raiders win this game. I don't, I don't. You know, it's not. I don't know. It's not just like I'm at the house thinking, okay, flip a coin, let me decide what to do. I just gut feeling says the way that they've been winning games, it's been gritty. It's been, you know, it's it hasn't been pretty, but. They're finding ways to get games, and, and, and like Cody, when we had Cody Benjamin on earlier from CBS Sports, just said the, the, the toughness. This team has shown a lot of toughness, and that goes a long way, and I think that toughness goes a long way in January. Not saying that they're going to go on a Super Bowl run, not, not trying to gas you up like that, but I just I feel like the Raiders going to win this game on, on, uh, on Sunday, and if, if not, then hey, I'll be the first one on Monday to say, all right, I was wrong. It won't be the first time. It won't be the last time. Uh let's see. Raider Richie from Arizona said after the W we'll continue to ride the car deep into the playoffs and show everyone that we're here to stay that we belong. Car will be placed in the Raiders quarterback Mount Rushmore. Whew. Raider Richie from Arizona. Now that's a statement. That's a hell of a narrative. That's a conversation on uh on Monday then. Then you know it was a really good day at the office, right? <laughs> so uh should be something pretty interesting. I uh, want to give a big shout out. We did get our call number 9 uh into win now the ultimate Raider hookup. Don't have any fear though as i said Vinny Bosnior is going to come up next he has the final one he has the final hookup on a t-shirt that's going to get you into win tickets to the game on sunday night uh passes to the 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 win club uh and then also the Mad Max Crosby autograph jersey Vinny has the last one that's going to get you into win and then on tomorrow's show not our show but uh clay in the morning uh, morning tailgate uh he'll he'll announce who the winner is so just like that uh, today will be the final day to get registered, and then boom, we'll find out who the winner is tomorrow, and bada boom, bada bing, you'll get your tickets and passes, and you'll get your jersey, and you'll be good to go. If you wear the jersey to the game, great. If you decide that you're going to you know, hang it up on your wall, that's great as well. But uh, Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next. He's going to take you home 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. He's got a lot of good stuff to talk about. He actually alerted me earlier to the fact that the national championship game was going to be coming to Las Vegas in 2025. I'm fired up about that. Fired up about every event that comes to Vegas. I just think it's going to be such a a, a fun place to enjoy all a bunch of great sports action. And the national championship game doesn't get too much better than that. Uh, Obviously, the Super Bowl coming in 2024. What's up,
3: man? All I can think about you say that now. What if it takes place just like the national champions movie?
1: What do you mean? It doesn't play? Yeah, just in Vegas, though. <laughs> Instead of New Orleans? Yeah. Why y'all Why, why you go spoil the movie for people that didn't see you it? You did it yesterday. I did not. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a movie guy. And I know the rules that you don't spoil a movie. You're the one who's telling these guys that they didn't even play the game, that you never even see a football snap in, in the movie. How are you going to tell them that? It's a cold game, man. You just did it, though. You just did it yourself. I did not. Talk about the liquor store yesterday. You're talking about Chris's meat market. You're talking about all kinds of different things. And now you're ruining movies. 3.55 is the time. Vinnie Boston, you are Lincoln Kennedy coming up next in the huddle. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.